0: Brothers and sisters, it's great to be with you again this morning. I remember, well, when we were here last time, when was that, Pastor Thomas It was about 2002, I think. So uh, almost six years since we were with you. But uh, we continue
1: to appreciate very much the support from folks in this church. <coughs> My
0: wife grew up here in Reading. Her father was a pastor.
1: And
0: for many years he was on the staff here at, at North Valley Baptist. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was also a teacher. So he was also a part of the team that started the Christian school here many, many years ago so when she was um, a teenager this was the church they, were, they used to meet
1: here and we were married in that other big building down there
0: <laughs> my parents were also missionaries so I grew up in uh, Africa, in the country of Zambia, until I was uh, about
1: 13 years of age. <coughs> and then we returned, uh,
0: we returned to America where we lived up in Washington State. And my father continued in uh, pastoral work there. And my wife and I, we met at uh, Bible (coughs) College uh, at Multnomah in Portland. (coughs) We've been in Africa now for um, a little over 17 (coughs) years. Doing a variety of uh, ministries. (coughs) But our primary goal has been to work with pastors and church leaders. (coughs) Trying to help them to be better uh, Christian leaders in their community, in their church, and in their families.
1: (laughs) We uh, are
0: involved in a number of countries, so we don't only work in Swaziland, but we go to Zambia, Mozambique, South Africa, and uh, Zimbabwe.
1: (coughs) One of the
0: things that uh, I wanted to share with you about this morning was a leadership uh, training program that I've been working with
1: in Zambia. I was invited to go
0: and work with a Baptist denomination there in in that country
1: <laughs> to
0: establish a leadership training program that would reach their um, leaders
1: across the country. <laughs> now
0: Zambia is twice the size of the state of California.
1: And they had about
0: 400 to 500 churches scattered across about two-thirds of that country. Now, Zambia is also very poor. One of the poorest countries in Africa so trying to get people to travel far to a central conference was going to be difficult we, we decided that instead of people coming to the school the school should go to the people so we identified several places that would be close for people to reach
1: after a day or so traveling on their bicycle (coughs) and
0: we'd go to those uh, various centers and teach
1: and each of the churches was to
0: send one or two delegates who would then return to the church and teach others in the church or even other churches in the area who, who were unable to send a leader for training
1: <coughs> but many of these
0: leaders would go home and they would hear from other pastors from different churches saying, We we
1: don't have a chance to get this, this training. Can't we also come? <coughs>
0: Most of the training was only offered in the capital city at some great distance from where most people
1: live. And so it
0: it sort of grew beyond a a leadership training for one denomination to become a multi denominational training uh, available to a wide variety of
1: evangelical church groups.
0: Now it has grown so much that uh, we can't travel to all the places anymore. Also the cost of uh, travel and so on in Zambia has become very, very
1: expensive. Now uh,
0: part of the reason for that is is Zambia is very well known for its, its minerals, particularly copper. And and our friends from China have come and bought most of the copper in in
1: Zambia. (coughs) And
0: because they're coming and investing so much in Zambia, the prices of everything have, have really
1: gone up.
0: So, just to buy a chicken on the street, it's twice what we pay in our country
1: in Swaziland. And a, a gallon <coughs> of
0: gas uh, is about seven or eight
1: dollars. So
0: we decided it was too expensive to go to all of these places and uh, uh, it forced us to think of another strategy. How could we keep the leadership training going but in a way that we could afford
1: it? So now when I
0: go to Zambia we do what we call a training of trainers. That brings just about 15 men, each coming from a different uh, province, and they come to a central training area, and then they are responsible to go and train at many
1: levels in their area. And they have to give us a report of what they've done back in their area. If they
0: haven't done any training in six months, then we kick them out of the program. <coughs> I, I think you know that scripture from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, that says, Train other
1: people, but more especially train those who are willing to train others. <coughs> and
0: the scripture says that kind of a leader is a faithful man or woman of God so that's what we're looking for we're looking for faithful men and women who are then prepared to
1: train up now
0: we cover a number of courses trying to equip these leaders Um, in their
1: their ministry. (laughs) We've developed a course for for marriage. Um, We've developed
0: a course for uh, raising children. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And for each topic we take two days, uh, eight hours each day, going and trying to go as much in-depth on that topic as we can. (coughs) We've also developed courses on some sensitive areas like issues of spiritual gifts and uh, dealing with conflict in the church and a number of these practical areas that equip leaders in their work.
1: You know, like, I thought I would share just
0: a little bit more about one particular topic that we've seen uh, making a big difference in the lives of many Christians and churches.
1: There in and
0: this is a course
1: I call Money Matters God's Answers to Poverty. And
0: it's a desire to help people to understand from a biblical way what are we supposed to do
1: with the resources that God gives to us. And we cover
0: a number of topics uh, or a number of principles there. And I thought maybe I'd just touch on a few and, and give you an illustration of how that was applied in the life of, of a Christian leader there in Zambia and what a difference it made to him and his
1: family. <coughs>
0: Now one of the principles um, comes from Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. You remember there in the first chapters of Genesis it tells us how God has created the world in which we live. And it's an amazing system that reproduces itself and replenishes
1: itself and even adapts to various things. And then
0: after this amazing system has been developed by God, he puts
1: mankind into the middle of it. And he says, you're in charge here. I'm giving all of this to you and you will be the boss here. And uh, uh, the food is here for you.
0: But there won't be any delivery to your table. You have to work to gather those resources, and, and work with those resources so that you will have everything that
1: you need. And
0: so the basic principle there is that God
1: has already provided
0: everything that you need.
1: <laughs> He's placed
0: us in a, in a, a wealthy world. He's also given to each one of us abilities and talents. Each one of them worth something, maybe different than another, but everything um, is, is there for us to have
1: everything that we need in this life. <laughs>
0: But we are responsible.
1: We are responsible
0: to work with what God makes available to us.
1: Now,
0: therefore, we shouldn't be spending time begging or borrowing from others. We shouldn't spend time seeing what other people have and and coveting it and wanting it. We should be thankful for what we have.
1: And of course, there's no
0: need to steal because God has already given you everything that you need. And there's no reason to, uh, to be dependent on others and, and expect someone
1: to come from somewhere to you know, fix our problems.
0: You know, in Africa, people are very good at looking to another country and saying, Ah, oh, if I can just go to that country, then
1: I'll be okay. Or
0: they think that country should come and help them. So they think Europe or America or, or Japan or, you know, some, somebody who seems to be rich, they should come and help us. But the scripture says God has already given each one of us everything that we need. And we need to open our eyes and, and understand what it is that He's given us and begin to work with
1: what He's given us. And we'll see God blessing them. Now
0: there was a pastor who came to um, one time when I was teaching this uh, subject in Zambia.
1: He rode his bicycle for about two days to reach that uh, workshop. <laughs>
0: I didn't realize it at the time, but at home, Pastor Zulu, that was his name, Pastor Zulu was having a very hard time with his
1: family. Now,
0: for the pastor, he was trying to give himself full time to the church, but the church was not supporting him.
1: so so things at home were very difficult for the pastor and his family
0: (coughs) his children were not going to school there's no free school in Africa you have to pay for it so
1: his children were not going to school (coughs) they, they weren't eating very well
0: And uh, the children and the wife had become
1: quite angry towards the church. They
0: even refused to come to church with the pastor.
1: So you can imagine how
0: difficult that was for the pastor to come before
1: his people, but his own family didn't want to come with him.
0: Well, as he uh, understood this principle, he went home and, and he apologized to his family for the way he'd been misunderstanding God's way of managing
1: resources. Because the Bible says
0: we're to work with what we have to
1: provide for ourselves and those who are dependent upon us and don't waste
0: time blaming other people if they don't do what they've promised you still have to work to to
1: pre, to prepare to provide for yourself so he discussed
0: with his family what should they do differently so that they can have what they need and uh, make
1: progress (laughs) (laughs) so they looked around
0: their small home to see what resources God had given them that they could work with and they found two uh, bags of maize about uh, 100 kgs 220 pounds of of, of maize And so they began to discuss, well, this is worth something. What could we do with it?
1: Well, the kids said, we should eat it. And another said, well, we can plant
0: it. So they discussed a number of options, and they decided, let's use it to trade. Because they heard that uh, close to where they lived was an area where there had been no rain, and people were willing to trade. They're animals for, for
1: maize. It was actually
0: across the border into Mozambique.
1: So Pastor
0: Zulu put his maize onto
1: his bicycle
0: and he pushed it across the border into Mozambique.
1: And and he traded his two bags of maize for 20 chickens. Now
0: I don't know how he brought those 20 chickens home on his bicycle but he, he figured it out.
1: When
0: he got home he left 10 chickens at home and he took 10 chickens into the market there next to his home and and he traded those 10
1: chickens for two bags of maize then he went back to Mozambique. to uh, mm-hmm. and in a, a day or so he came back with another 20 chickens mm-hmm. left 10 at home and went
0: and traded 10 for two bags of maize and went back again
1: you know in, in just a few months he had more than 200 chickens at home. And he still had two bags of mace. <laughs>
0: Now, of course, uh, they prepared a pen and they, they kept uh, the hens there and they were collecting eggs and uh, now they were eating better, and they were selling some, and money was starting to come to the
1: family <coughs> Some of
0: the others they, they started them breeding, and soon there were, there were more
1: chickens. <coughs>
0: but Pastor Zulu still had his two bags of maize and so he went back to Mozambique and now he's trading for
1: goats. He would
0: leave one goat at home and uh, trade uh, his goat for two bags of maize and, and go back again.
1: You know, really, just in a few months,
0: uh, he had grown up to about uh, 300 chickens, about 40 to 50
1: goats. And you know, he still had two bags of maize.. <laughs>
0: I think that's a wonderful illustration of that biblical principle.
1: If you work with what you have, you will see God God
0: providing everything that you need and allowing you to make progress in your
1: family. <coughs> Now, in Africa, they have big
0: families, and they're very loyal within their
1: families. But, but what, they, what they do so much is they end up begging and borrowing
0: between each other in the family, and, uh, and, and they don't
1: really see progress like, like they should.
0: So Pastor Zulu began to teach uh, this principle in his church.
1: And he was so surprised to see many families.
0: Changing the way they were working with their resources and families began to progress economically and make pro- and, and see
1: prosperity. <coughs> now,
0: another principle that the scripture teaches us is that we should plan
1: ahead. The scripture says that the plans of the diligent lead to profit. But
0: those who spend their time just dreaming and uh, wishing and, uh, and uh, even just praying uh, end up with uh, too much poverty.
1: You
0: know, there are some, there's even some churches that, uh, that teach if you just pray enough and believe that God will answer your prayer, you'll become
1: rich. there's even some churches that teach if you just pray enough and believe that God will answer your prayer, you'll become
0: rich. And so there's many people who just spend time fasting and praying and and believing that God's going to make them rich and and they think that somehow it's going to come from
1: somewhere. (laughs) No, the scripture says we we should make plans. We should make plans to develop ourselves. We should
0: make plans to use our resources to, uh, to benefit and, and bless others.
1: And we should even plan for our whole life, even up until when we are old. And
0: so, having a budget for your family and for your church, that is a, a godly, biblical way of managing resources.
1: In Proverbs 23,
0: it says we should understand a the value of our resources and cultivate those resources because
1: uh, we know that we're going to become old someday. Now in Africa they have a different approach. Their are
0: ideas that if you get some, some resources, if you get some money now, you should buy
1: another wife.
0: Because if you can afford to have many wives,
1: then
0: those wives will have many children. And when you are old, all of those children, they'll feed you. <laughs> and so anyone you know in Africa who gets some resources, he's looking for another beautiful girl to uh, you know bring into his
1: family. <laughs> but I
0: I don't think that's God's plan. Now the way uh, one pastor um, and his wife practiced
1: this principle uh, was was like this.
0: (coughs) He was actually um, a teacher working for the
1: government. And
0: so was his wife, they were both
1: teaching. (coughs) But they were also busy pastoring a church in their
0: community in a rural area.
1: And
0: they understood this principle that they should plan ahead to gather resources
1: that will be working for them when they are old. So uh,
0: this man and his wife, every time they they received their, their pay
1: from teaching, they would go and buy an avocado tree. Lê <cười> tu and uh, then
0: they would take it home and
1: plant it and, and
0: they continued doing that every every time they got a little bit of
1: money and you know, soon they had one thousand avocado trees and, uh, and
0: those trees were growing But where they were teaching was at a a, a different place, a far community from where they lived. (laughs) So they tried to hire people from the community to look after their
1: trees while they were off uh, in their teaching posts.
0: But they found that these people were so lazy they weren't actually doing any work. So when, when they would come home on the weekends to their, to their home,
1: they,
0: whenever the moon was up, they would get up and they would go and work in their fields. Uh, to try and continue cultivating and caring for, for these avocado
1: trees.
0: Well actually that man died uh, a couple of years ago. But his wife wasn't devastated uh, unnecessarily by the loss of her husband because they had already well prepared for their future as <inaudible> a
1: family. <inaudible> so these these
0: are just two examples of uh, biblical principles applied in the lives of. Uh, Two faithful men and their families in
1: Africa.
0: Both of them, families that are, are not wasting time begging
1: from their friends and neighbors. They're not always going and
0: borrowing because they don't have enough. And their families are, are progressing and uh, they have everything that they need because they're following God's word.
1: Now we have seen this multiplied in many, many cases. When
0: Pastor Zulu began teaching those principles to his church, he noticed
1: many families who began to prosper. and then out of their
0: prosperity they were then giving back to the church and then for the first time the church now had money to pay their pastor
1: and
0: so you see as people uh were following God's word and experiencing that blessing and that progress in their own families,
1: it also resulted in progress for the church. So this is what we do. (laughs) Try to take God's
0: word and help people find practical ways to apply it. In their life, in their church, in their community, and they're seeing the blessing of God's wisdom bringing progress
1: to their situation. <laughs> Now, of course, it's been very
0: interesting to come back to America during this time when we were having all kinds of financial problems as a nation. (laughs) And, of course, there's all kinds of uh, opinions about why these things have happened. What's very interesting to me to see is that the reason these things have happened in America is because we are not following God's word.
1: (coughs) People are not planning how to use their money wisely people have borrowed so much they can't even afford to repay it and so we're
0: we're having these problems even in, in this country which is uh, you know thought to be the wealthiest country in the world so what I hope we've accomplished here this morning is to not only tell you what God is doing in other places, but to encourage you to be a diligent student of God's Word and practice it in your life, because there is wisdom. <laughs>
1: And the scripture says, "Wisdom is better than money."
0: So if you go for money first, wisdom doesn't come behind, doesn't follow But if you go for wisdom first, you will find that you have everything that
1: you need.. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Let's
0: pray together.
1: Father, thank you for your word.
0: Your word is rich, powerful, and so very, very
1: true. I thank
0: you for my friends, brothers and sisters here in this church. I thank you for their commitment to the kingdom of God
1: and
0: I thank you for the welcome that they have given to my wife and I their interest in your work all around the world Lord I pray for your blessing on this church I pray for your blessing on the leaders of this church.
1: And
0: I pray that you continue to strengthen each man, each woman here as they seek to follow your word in their daily life, in their family, in their workplace, and in their community. By the power of your spirit, O Lord, we ask that you guide us in your ways, that we can serve you, obey you, and bring honor to you in every uh, place where we
1: are.
0: We pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Thank you very
0: much.